She's giving cats later today. Look at your screens if you have one. Whoop! <laughs> uh, welcome back to the newest episode of the Girls Plus Club Party with your hosts, Rosie Breen and Henry Richards. Hey. Did I say my surname? name? Yeah, you always yeah. say it. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Billy! Oh, Billy's eating the plant behind us. We actually added it there for a little, like, decor. We're trying to make it look a bit more earthy and well, she's homely. Not, she's not left it alone. Also, you can't even see it because I'm sitting like this. You be good there, young Bill. Henry doesn't eat, let her eat plants, but I do. <laughs> Here you go. We, we, had a, we had a lovely <laughs> peace lily that we had to smash up and throw away because... Poisonous. Poisonous for dogs. Different if it's poisonous. Do you know if that one is or not? No, it's not. I've Googled all of them. What's it called? Mm. <laughs> not sure. Mm. But I know it's not. I did check. Because I also checked for um, Paige. We bought the same plant for Paige. We still have it one year later. Uh, well, not a year, like six months. But we still have it because I bought her a massive plant. And I was actually being really like... Like, if you're in the in the plant industry, like, if you're on the market and you own plants, you'll understand that big plants are quite expensive, and it's way worthwhile buying a small plant and growing it yourself. You also become... Sorry, Billy, you're distracting us. You're distracting us. Right, plants. Uh, let me tell you the plant stuff. My plant theory. You're obviously better off buying it cheaper and smaller and growing it yourself because you become more emotionally invested as well, right? Emotionally invested, so you're going to look after it better, like, long-term. It's, it's like, a no-brainer. But I was feeling very generous that day, and it's Paige, and I just want to give her, like, the best of the best with everything. Like, when it comes to giving my friends presents, I just want them to have the world, and I just want them to feel, like, so happy and good. So I bought her a massive one, so bloody big that it's actually too big to transport to her house without a car. And I'm not driving to East London from Berkshire, because it'll probably take me three hours each way. Anyways, long story short, we've still got her plant and we're just looking after it. We've killed it once, but we've brought it back to life. I say we. Yeah, we're looking after it. We killed it and we brought it back to life. Tea. Didn't we? Yes. Um, How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little bit stressed. Stressed to the max. No, this not a, to the max. I, one of my first photos on Instagram is a photo and it says stressed to the max. And it's a picture of Max Brannan, which is on theme with... Cat Slater is also from EastEnders. Cat Slater. Don't be a hater. I just really like the leopard print vibe. I like, I really like red and leopard print. So tonight we're going to another concert, guys. We're really on our concert and our gig hype right now. We bought each other three concerts for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm thinking of wearing this. And you know that red jacket? I watched the candlelight dinner. If you follow me on TikTok, then you've seen it. The red jacket I watched the candlelight dinner. Uh, dinner? Candlelight uh -huh. concert. We did have dinner though. We did. I'm thinking we ate snails. We yeah. literally ate snails. A bit mad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was disgusting. I'm thinking that I'll wear this tonight and my red jacket. How lovely would that be? I'm yeah, I'm alright. Is there sugar in hot chocolate? I just had a hot chockey. I'm on the hot chockey vibe. I don't been on it since like before Christmas. Look at my mug, please. That's the most ridiculous mug I've ever seen in my Not life. A lot of people can be if you can't see it it's basically a, it's squ a square it's a square of chocolate chocolate <laughs> what is going on it is it was really nice it's cadbury's uh hot chocky so i like cadbury's hot choc or options is like my normal go-to Go. but this year i've been moving back to cadbury's hot choc i used to have cadbury's hot choc all the time growing up like that's one my mum and dad would buy is it mm. the same for you because i felt like that was the only hot chocolate yeah, that was really on the market back then well if you look that's like that's the brand it's if the og you, if you want something chocolatey yeah 
You're going Cadbury. It is making me realise that optioned is so worth the calories. And I know we don't really talk about calories anymore, guys, but come on, it is worth the calories. 40 calories. I have double servings every time I have it. So it's so chocolatey. It's 80 calories. And I'm like, is that it? 80 calories and it tastes this bloody good. But the Cadbury's is like a rich, creamy chocolate. It's it's really nice. They're just different. It depends what mood. Like Sunday morning moods is the Cadbury's for me. Like a little bit nostalgic. Maybe if mum's coming over for a cup of tea, I don't drink tea, I'll probably have that. But on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I'm not drinking coffee anymore, I'll have a hot chocolate in the morning instead. I'll probably have an options. Double scooped. I'll just have coffee. <laughs> Black. <laughs> Black, no milk, no sugar. Oh, no, you have to have milk. <laughs> milk just makes drinks thicker, doesn't it? Even though it's... Weird, isn't it? It's not that much thicker than water, but it makes it like if you have a coffee without milk or a hot chocolate without milk in it sometimes. Yeah. So runny, isn't it? I think when you get to the age where you're drinking coffee, your life actually changes a lot. Like that's a very pivotal age in your life to start drinking coffee. Like there's a reason why you've decided to have coffee that day. You're exhausted because everyone tells you that coffee makes you like more awake. For me, it doesn't. It sometimes it actually puts me to sleep. And you, you have it before bed, don't you? I used to, yeah. I think that... But that just shows you that instant coffee's... Rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. But the age... Whatever whatever happened to you on the day that you decided, okay, I'm going to start drinking coffee, I hope you hug that younger version of yourself. That was a stressful day. No one... I don't think anybody goes, right, today I'm going to have a coffee. I'll have a double quadruple cream sundae and it's got (laughs) caffeine in it. And you liked it. And then you're like, oh, I'm buzzing off of that. The sugar. This is like a gateway coffee drink, isn't it? Oh, I see, think. that wasn't a, what it was for me. I, you know, I used to, mum and dad go Costa, I'd be like, I get a frappe, but no, no, cho- no coffee, only chocolate. So I couldn't have coffee and I still shouldn't really have coffee. It really messes with me. Like, I just get, re- I don't know if you guys are the same, but I just get really fidgety. Bit angsty. I get, yeah, I get the coffee jitters really bad sometimes. And I've given up coffee this year. Not as like a New Year's resolution because I probably have still had like two coffees this year, but I'm just not having it every single day because I'm having hot chocolate instead. And I realise it's that habit of having a drink in the morning, a hot drink in the morning that I really love and I really enjoy. Like that act of I'm going to wake up, make myself a nice drink and then I'm going to get on with the day. I really love that. It feels good. It's a little bit like self-care-y for me. And I can't have coffee because sometimes I go through that little bit of a self-care morning and then suddenly the rest of the day I'm on emails and I'm on phone calls and I'm like, <laughs> so I can't do it. So just I'm just not going to do it. But I do love an espresso martini, but I'm also not drinking alcohol this year. I'm sure you haven't had coffee. I've not, I've just had sugar. I feel like when I don't have alcohol and I have like mocktails or like lemonade, the sugar generally gives me like, it genuinely gives me a bit of a high and I get really buzzed off of it. And like my body seems to react to everything i'm that girl and Amen, i hate it brother. right so we've got dilemma today dilemma you ready yeah. i'm a new listener and i found your podcast episode on boundaries very interesting and helpful i do have one question though i'm an 18 year old university student just heading into my second term of first year oh baby and what last time term well, mate first year of uni First year, well, first term is like it. tough because you're like, oh shit, scary. Scary, very intimidating. Second year, first term, and they're like, oh, by the way, none of this counts. <laughs> yeah, and I've got loads of mates now. Yeah, everybody <laughs> Everyone's your friend in first year, aren't they? Yeah. Do you have loads of friends in first year? Like, literally uh, everybody. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine you. Because you just bump into someone, you're like, wow. Oh, hey, yeah, oh my what? God, we have something in common. Oh my We're God, you're here, lecture. yeah. Yeah. I can honestly imagine you walking into the room at uni, like into a lecture hall and being like, like just walking in, everybody saying hello to you. Nah. Really? Not like that, no. Were you like quite quiet? Um, 
Kind of. You're not a loud mouth, which nah. is why I like you. We yeah. can't have two loud mouths. Uh-uh. When you go to uni, it's like college in America, isn't it? You've got the jocks and you've got the, like, all the, the different... jocks. All the different groups and stuff, so... We got the jocks and we got the cheerleaders and I also got my scientist brother. Is that a really bad accent? <laughs> <laughs> See why I stopped when I said jocks? Because you said jocks, cheerleaders and then another group of scientists brothers. <laughs> That's a very niche group to be part of at uni. I had a couple of situationships with my guy friends. One of them was someone I was purely attracted to and made friends with because of that. So she made friends with him because she thought she was hot. Fair play. I would do the same. That's what. It, yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. We kissed in the club and then he said he wasn't ready to commit to anything and that kind of fizzled out. The second one was one of my closest best friends who I always was a bit attracted to, but then things developed after he felt said he felt the same way. That's always dangerous territory. We kissed twice on separate evenings, but then he told me he needed time to think before deciding if he thinks we should do anything further and if we should just go back to being friends. I completely understand this decision because we are in a friendship group of three, oh, which makes things awkward. And we are all living together next year. Jeez. I've heard this story before, man. My issues are that both of these failed situationships have hit me very hard because I became very quickly emotionally involved in both. I became infatuated and obsessed very quickly and I was overthinking every one of their actions towards me and letting this impact my self-esteem. Oh honey, I've been there. (laughs) And the way I thought of myself, this has made me so vulnerable by letting their feelings and their decisions control how I feel about myself. And I was hoping to protect myself from feeling like this next term. I love how you're like splitting this up into terms that's something I would definitely do (laughs) by setting some boundaries but I don't know what kind of boundaries to set in this situation I would like to be the kind of person who can hold off the whole emotional investment and attachment in a situation until I know they are committed to me and know what they want I'm just hoping you can provide some guidance and help me to protect myself from this vulnerability thank you so much for your shows lots of love whoa okay there's a lot to dissect here first off can we talk about the fact you are 18? I know it's so irritating when someone says to you, you're 18, you're so young. Honestly, when whenever someone said that to me, I wanted to punch you in the face, Henry. Mm. Like, it's so annoying. You're like, yeah. It's so, it's like, go away. So I'm not going to say that to you, but I did want, did want you to hear that. Because as a 27-year-old, <laughs> I look back nine years ago when I was 18, and I do feel like... She was a baby and she really didn't, like, I didn't have a clue. I really didn't know. And it's not a case of your lack of awareness or your na- lack of experience is going to be a detriment to you. It's not. I actually think you're in such an amazing position and, like, she's in such a good place where, yes, you're young, but you have so much more life. You have so much more experiences ahead of you, like so much more to experience. And you're vulnerable. And vulnerability is not a bad thing. I think the way I would approach setting boundaries is understanding what boundaries you don't have first. Mm. So with these guys, like, are you... That's like quite a broad term, isn't it? Set boundaries. So yeah, you, super, it's, super it's broad. Easy. That's like, yeah. How do you set a boundary? It's not just being like, no, I'm going to have me time today. Okay, boundary set. It's not that. That's kind of like saying, I don't know, like if you're, what, like New Year's resolution, I'm going to like get myself mm. back on track or together. Like, that's such a general term. Like, yeah. what boundaries? What do you actually, 
what boundaries do you want to be setting? Because you must have an idea in your head. That's why you've said that broad term. Mm. But what is it, like you say, you need to get into the specifics of what what's a boundary actually look like? Like, can you think of one to set? I think it's almost like boundaries she has to set with herself. Like, rather than boundaries she's setting with other people. Mm. I think, like... In order to protect yourself, yeah, you'll have to set boundaries with them. But I, I kind of want to strip this back a little bit before we dive deep, deep dive, dive deep, dive deep or deep dive? Both. Deep dive. Into boundaries as like a whole concept. I think the first thing to be aware of is that vulnerability is okay, but lust and love are very different. And what it sounds to me, and I don't know if you agree, but it sounds to me like this girl is feeling very lustful these mm. guys their attention and their affection and their behaviors like it excites you it, it gives it's you a little to, right? yeah it gives you a little a little bit of a buzz a little bit of a spark it just makes you happy and i guess the reason that you maybe one of the reasons that you feel like you're becoming obsessed with it is because it's making you so happy that you just want to keep feeling that and you're just subconsciously like constantly chasing it which is probably why you're reading into everything because if you can read into something just a little bit and it makes you feel that way you're gonna do it yeah yeah i see what you mean about like period where it's going really well like the first kiss or the second kiss or whatever is wicked time isn't it and honestly it generally feels like sparkles sunshine rainbows like there are and everything else just you. like goes blurry yeah it honestly feels magical yeah but it does happen like a couple times in your life doesn't it yeah so don't beat yourself up about not falling in love with the first frog that you kissed yeah you always say that don't you you don't yeah. fall in love with the first frog do you no i think um They're- they're not frogs but <laughs> might be yeah <laughs> it sounds to me like you're feeling lust instead of love yeah and you may love the affection and love the attention and love like the physical touch or just like the thought that they're thinking about you but in reality i think it's the lust that you're chasing after and that's why you're allowing your guard to drop because you're chasing it because it does make you feel so good lust is like what was the word we had a word the other week and it feels like it has like a negative um attachment to it like if you're lustful it's almost like green greedy or envious but it's not actually no it's not it's just a different i don't know how to explain it but it's different to loving something isn't it i think lust sounds very surface level yeah it sounds and i think that's what it is to be honest i think we can have lust in a relationship and you can have love but you can have lust without love and you can't have love without lust no am i wrong I think maybe oh, you can I don't have know, both. Actually. Because we have love, so much love, but we don't feel lust every single day, do we? Yeah, but you, sa- you said you can't have love without lust. Oh, I don't know, actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're just, they sound and feel similar, but they are very different things. Lust and love are totally different. You have lust, which is typically easier and it's quicker it's fast paced it's exciting it's all about physical touch and feelings and your desires and it feels magical but it doesn't last yeah but love love is the deeper connection the slow burner it's the slow burner it's that understanding and that compromise and you know you have arguments but you know at the end of the day that that's the person that you love and you would do anything for lust is like quite 2d isn't it it's very it's like one plus one equals two Mm. like i think you're attractive i'm gonna kiss you lust like yeah that's lust and it's the excitement whereas love's obviously 
it's a partnership, I think. It's a bit of a longer Whether equation. it's a relationship with a friend or like our, our relationship, it's it's really about a partnership and um, like an understanding of one another. And it's really it's not even three D. It's so much more than that. It's mm. really getting into those deeper layers of understanding one another and getting to know each other and still feeling that love for one another, not being disgusted by who they are on the inside. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas lust, I the way I've experienced lust and I see lust is totally like infatuation and a lot for me maybe because it's one of my love languages but a lot about physical touch i don't think that when i told you i loved you i meant it like i knew that i was obsessed with you and i knew i was falling in love with you but i think it was last like we said it after two and a half weeks of dating during our first special encounter and i just think that was so that was so lustful and that was so about that moment and the lead up to that moment and everything I felt about you. I knew I was falling in love with you, but when you <laughs> said to me, you got funny timing when you said to me, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I generally think I said it back because you had said it rather than... I think than, you're polite. You were rather polite. Than, I was, not anymore. You know, the real me. Rather, But rather than it being the deep love that we have now because the love we have for one another now is out of this like I'm not gonna I don't want to get crazy cringe about it but it's like nothing I have and will ever experience but also love is not one thing it's not so it can develop and change and grow yeah I definitely had love for you like on a friend level from the day we met no but since the day we met for sure, I did. I like. Lo- I loved. I was loving. Falling in love with who you are. The more I got to know you, but it was all love, love, love. But I think the moment that we actually turned around to each other and said, "I love you," it was very lustful. Well, I'm. I always say, "When you know, you know." So yeah, I've always loved you. So <laughs> you're I guess, just saying that. I guess that. that makes me a better person, really. Shut up! No, you're just saying that. No. Yeah, how did you know you love me two and a half weeks into knowing me? Great judge you of har- character. No, but you hardly know someone. We'd been speaking for a long time. We'd been speaking for two weeks before that. So we're talking one month. We've yeah. been together four years. One month is no time. I spent longer than that in fucking Thailand. Did you love it? I liked it. Oh, I it. you, no, lo- I didn't. you did. I didn't love Thailand. No, you know I didn't. I liked it. I mean, I struggled. I struggled a lot being away from you and the pressures I was putting on myself. I think it takes longer. I think you really have to get to know someone before that's, you understand like how much you yeah, love them. Yeah, but there's not a set time them. on it, right? No. Like you could easily speak to someone and be like, oh my God, you felt like you loved him after four years. I've been with my... God, if it takes you four years to know if you love someone, that's a long time. Well, it might not be for someone else. Everybody's different, right? So you can just be true to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right, it sounds cringy, doesn't it? Yeah, but if you know, Love you Island know. And just, yeah. be- just because you change your mind on whether you love me or not, all right? Ah, oh, no, I didn't change. No, I just knew from the start. I'm, I'm like, I'm that kind. I'm like that kind of person. That's like my personality, though, isn't it? What is like? You trust your gut very heavily. Yeah, yeah. And like from the get go, if I want to well. do something, I'll do it. If I don't want to do it, I just won't do it. Yeah. And if I feel something, it's very hard for me to change my mind. Yeah, you're very stubborn. Yeah, but with due cause, because you served me pretty well, right? So. Yeah, look at me. So, yeah. <laughs> so, why do you love me? <laughs> oh, oh well, mate. Right, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We did that for ages. 
Oh my god, yeah, because I love hearing it. I love constant. It'd just be like we'd be like just nodding off in bed or something or chilling on the sofa. Oh, I love you. Right, TV pause. Turn around, lights on. So, why do you love me? Give me a list. What reasons? <laughs> I gave you loads the other day. You've not said one thing. You just well, said you love me. I remember when we were like dating a year. I I do like reassurance, like verbal reassurance, and I would write things down and be like these are the reasons I love you I just wanted to let you know because and I also wanted you to do it in return I know I'd obviously and you were like I love you so much too your hair is so shiny <laughs> I'd be like boys response tonight <laughs> like you're fit and funny yeah it'd be so like and then I'd be like that's level. two things how many so things how do you want so how are you saying that you love me after two weeks of knowing me and your I loves you love you was so surface level because words don't exist to describe <laughs> it so <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you've actually got it right sorry um to our lovely little lady i think how do you set boundaries i with... think do you know what i've been in a really similar situation and i kind of struggled with this a lot growing up and it, i realized that i actually my relationships i was kind of leaning on them to fill a void and I think that's why I became so obsessed and one of the reasons I became so obsessed and like when a boy fancied me and I fancied him like I, even if he didn't fancy me I honestly was like not obsessive but I was very mm. similar to what you're describing like I was reading into everything and if he texts me and put one kiss one day and two the next and then none on the third day I'd be like what's going on I don't understand oh. it might be a case of that they're busy yeah. and they just it means nothing but I would read into everything and every detail and I think sometimes you are of just a character that picks up on the little things but that's because the little things aren't little in your eyes they're they're pretty big and they're also really obvious and we're such like I'm a really really literal person I'm I'm really learning this at the moment and I think that's also a part of why I picked up on the little things because I was taking them very literally very face value for what they were and that's why I found myself reading into so much and to be honest I still do now like if I'm texting, not you, but if I'm texting someone that maybe I don't have quite as a developed relationship with and I don't have that comfort level of knowing where I stand with them yet, I would like be like, oh, she's texting me a bit funny today or, oh my God, she seems a bit annoyed. I would be second guessing myself a little bit. And it's that literal trait coming in. And so it might be a case, like, I don't know if you are similar to me, but maybe you have those literal traits maybe um there is something in your life that you are trying to fill a bit of a hole with when it comes to the men in your life that you're dating and I definitely did that again I know this is like my catchphrase but filling a void like also has like a negative thing it's like it's really negative yeah like, but it doesn't have to be so sinister right yeah it doesn't have to be sinister it doesn't need to feel as like like doomsday as it yeah, does yeah, yeah. But it is it isn't like the health. It's saying that it's needs addressing, right? To do. Yeah, yeah, it needs addressing, but it's not things. like. Yeah, I think it sounds to me like you've got a lot of love within your own heart, like within your own personality, and that's why it's easy for you to you know feel love towards these mm. other people because you are full of love, and that is one of the best things someone can be is full of love. That's such a special way to to behave, to feel, to, to breathe nice every day. Yeah. And I, I would take that as a really big positive. But at the same time, maybe that this is a little bit of a sign to you that you need to take a step back. Yes, go have your fun, sleep with whoever, do whatever you like. 
But going with it, with mindset of, do you know what? I'm not ready for a relationship. You're not in a position where your emotions need to be mm. before you are ready to commit to someone. Because the dangers that you face in going in when, before you're ready are that you often end up settling for someone because you want to have someone mm. and you want someone to fill that void instead of being with the right person. And the knock-on effects, wasting your time with the wrong person. Oh my God. They're, they're massive. They can really, they, ha can ha they have the weight and the power to really impact your life. Mm. Like that, those kind of knock-on effects. So you just want to make sure that you're taking that step back and maybe start dating yourself. And I know I've talked about this before and we've talked about solo dating. And yeah, you might feel like I'm at uni, I'm old enough, I'm ready to have a fucking boyfriend. Like I just want to have a boyfriend. It's in those moments that I actually wish that I grabbed myself the most and was like, hold on, you need to date yourself a little bit because what you're looking for is actually something that you can give yourself. And there is nothing a man can do that a vibrator cannot. So you Bloody hell. <laughs> you will be fine <laughs> for a couple of years. I'm just waiting for you to get driven up to Manchester by a vibrator, mate. <laughs> when you're being a passenger princess. Oh, <laughs> no but i think i think i'm i am like projecting and like talking a little bit to my younger self right now but i think it's because i've really related to what you've said to me and so i think it's important to spend a little bit of time by yourself and the re okay let me explain the reasons why you want to spend a bit of time by yourself and dating yourself because it will teach you the value of your own time and when you know that understand the value of your own time you understand how much time you want to share with others. That's, and a, quite, I, that's a quite a big boundary, isn't it? Is yeah, massive. Allocating your time. Yeah. And the time that you give yourself, it's not just your time, it's also your energy. Mm. And your energy, you've got to protect your energy. Like we've all seen those quotes, we've all seen those posters, like protect your energy, sis. Like, yes, we're talking energy, like Rosie was really hyper at the start of this episode because she had loads of energy from the sugar. But we're also talking energy as in your well-being and your peace, like yourself so protecting your energy is not wasting your energy and not sharing your energy with people who drain it yeah like it's just a yeah you don't want to, you don't want to like drain your resources on someone that's not worth it because you yeah. because you don't find out that's the case until it's too late and you're yeah another really important hurt, thing yeah. to know guys is if you have to convince someone that the mm. reasons to love you or the reasons so, yeah. to like you or the reasons to date you and they umming and ahhing and they're not sure they are not the right person for you because the right person for you will come to you and they will say I just fucking know oh, when you know you know like Henry did and two weeks into our relationship I just know but before that like I'd obviously dated other girls and stuff had you ever said that before what when you know you know well, I think I've used that throughout my whole life, probably. Yeah, but have you used that with Across the board. I wouldn't be able to... You're actually beating around the bush here, I don't know. I don't know. You know. No, I haven't. You have. You're, are you weighing up the risk versus reward here? I'm thinking, how will she ever find out? No, I'm not. I've done that before in the past, and you look back afterwards, and you're like, you are such... What a plonker, like... Oh, don't be mean to yourself about it, though. No, but you just think, like, like you said about your younger self, you just yeah. want to, like, pull them to the side and be like, Look at actually take a step back from your what, look at what you're trying to achieve. You're trying by, to convince and by having time by yourself and getting to know yourself better, yeah, you can have those chats with yourself in yeah. real life. When someone says, Oh, oh, I had a really nice date, can we go out again? and they say, Oh, yeah, sure, and they don't say, Yeah, sure, what day are you free? 
Yeah, you pick there's up a was, difference. And you're like, oh, pff, actually, I don't Forget want... Forget it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to... I know where this road goes. Yeah. I know that I don't want this. So when it comes to protecting your energy and protecting your time, the reason I talk about this is because you learn actually to respect yourself a little bit better in the process because you're respecting that time that you have. And when you respect your own time, again, you respect your own energy and you start to respect the time that you aren't spending with other people and you start to think about how you can spend yeah. it in a better way for yourself, yeah. right? And I think all of these little things and they're, they're things that you can achieve with daily habits with daily tasks like daily to-do lists all these little things of 20 minutes like coffee break on myself by myself going for a nice walk by myself like all these things and having these open conversations with yourself that go towards you having a better overall relationship with yourself and when you have that better relationship with yourself you naturally start to put those boundaries in place of being like okay, you messed me around the last two two times I was going to see you and you didn't show up to our last date, so I'm actually just going to cut the cord here. Or, okay, I organised the last date. It would actually mean quite a lot to me that you organised the next date. And that's in that moment you're respecting mm. your time and your energy that's gone in and communicating what you would like reciprocated. And honestly, I think your mind just changes and you have a total shift into how you approach dating and how you're going to allow dating to make you feel and how you're going to allow men to make you feel. Because men, very sadly, have the power to make you feel like absolute shit even when they hardly know you. Or... Or women. No. Oh, fuck. Or make you feel really good. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do, I do feel for you. Like, I do really feel similar when it comes to... It's good that you're uh, aware about this at 18, right? Yeah, really good. God, I was not aware. I didn't even know what void was. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, you're, show you're showing good signs of self-awareness. Okay, I really hope that that helped. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Apart from... You've questioned about two months of our relationship now. <laughs> I've, got go, I've got to go have a self-love date. I think. Low stock, go get your hair cut. Yeah, go to the bar. I'm only saying that because he's actually going to go get yeah. his hair cut. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. being nasty. <laughs> but it was really good. Um, yeah, it was really good to talk about. I obviously love you. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.